1: hello and welcome back to the show where we talk about shows with our friends on today's episode we are still talking about Will Forte's The Last Man on Earth and we're going to be covering episodes 10 and 11 so without further ado Eli
0: this is your show so please take take us away Ooh, away to a post apocalyptic version of the world affected by a pandemic. What? I don't I don't think I can I don't think I can relate. I don't know. (laughs) Can any of our friends out there listening relate? Mm, Oh mm, I wonder. (laughs) I wonder. Wow, what a timely show and what fun we are having in this first season. And I really Uh, Once again, I'm grateful that uh, we've gotten to watch this whole first season. We had extra friends for the pilot. And in a way, this whole double episode pilot, I think in the end, has really worked out well because it's given us some really fun arcs for each of our podcast episodes and Boy, do these two (laughs) really live up to that, right? So we have uh, seen Phil Miller go, the first Phil Miller, (laughs) go through the ringer a couple times, and he's always managed to land on his feet to some degree. Um, But of course, just when we think he really is this good guy, he's going to put his best foot forward forward. Uh, things, things go haywire. So these two episodes, being the penultimate episodes before the season finale, uh, introduce something new, and a new character, and just a whole lot of fun. So Steve, let's get into it. What did you think of these two episodes?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, the show is just so funny. So you can't not sort of watch it without having a good laugh um <laughs> at certain point at a certain point or multiple points i think we had been watching this struggle of phil you know always gonna fill and yep. constantly getting in his own way and messing with his own thing his own situation and that is a type of comedy that a lot of people can find annoying i know When people say they didn't like Seinfeld, it had a lot to do with the characters kind of ruining everything for themselves in every episode and just kind of not digging that. And there was an element to that in these two episodes that I found kind of like, I was like, am I getting exhausted by this? But the show does a good job of, when we talk about the arcs of the episodes or the sort of roundness of the story, always sort of even though that happens, it always brings you to a place that you weren't expecting or, or slightly satisfied by the result of all of this shooting yourself in the foot type behavior.
0: Yeah. And And, just to interject in that stream, like I think they do a great, great job of taking you to the brink. hmm. Like you're almost like hand on the remote, like do I want (laughs) to fast forward Phil being Phil in a way? (laughs) Yeah. And then They always bring it, you know, somewhere else, enrich in the story, or just bring hilarity to it. And so, yeah, I think it's a good point. And somehow uh, reality TV uh, has become so popular, and it's almost the same uh, sort of schadenfrade, uh, you know, that concept, I'm sure I'm butchering that German word, but that (laughs) concept of like, We love to watch other people's demise and other people undo themselves Uh, in the reality TV realm. That is clearly what drives a lot of the interest in certain shows. Um, But yeah, this comedy really takes us to the brink of that. And yet, I think, as you're pointing out, uh, continues to be compelling and funny and does continue to raise questions. And um, these two really do raise some new questions, right? Yeah, definitely. I love going into
1: 10. It was definitely the question of like, okay, they got divorced, you know, and then had that tender moment sort of at the end of nine. And it was like, all right, how's this going to play out? And it was great to open with that, their community (laughs) scene, right? Which is sort of the middle of the block is kind of their community place where they hang out or hold official meetings for the new community that they have. And the the announcement of the divorce and Phil, like them just sort of the banter and him being like, this is us now. And like that, that was super funny. And I loved Mary Steen versions aside when she was like three weeks. Like, like it was just like, what? You know, and uh, that, so that was all super funny. And the buildup up. And again, like, I don't think I believed that he was going to pull off sleeping with the two of them, one at three o'clock and one at five o'clock. Once that, (laughs) once I was established, like, that was the plan for the episode, I was just like, all right, what's that's not going to happen. But what's going to happen? And then his quick. And so then I think what I really... For me, that's Phil's Gonna Fill is sort of its own thing, that journey that you go through in this episode. But for these two episodes, for me, the real journey and the real... And I don't want to say an easy journey was really what watching what happened to Todd mm. from the outset. I mean, what a character that's been established as like such an endearing character that you really like and just fall for over the past few episodes to then watch his journey from the beginning of 10 to the end of 11 is kind of heartbreaking in that scene. I think maybe, maybe we've all been there. I don't know. I feel like I've been there when he sort of says to Melissa, you know, I love you. And she's like, thank you. And it was just, (laughs) I was watching it with my partner, my life partner. And and she was like, oh, you know, and there's a real like, oh, oh no, we don't want that for Todd. And it crushes him and he doesn't recover. And the scene when he makes her sort of the breakfast the next time. And he's like, yeah, no, what's wrong here? Yeah. You got your pancake. Got your Everything's, there. Everything's just, here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like, uh, what's cool is that in a way we had to see this because that performer, and I don't know his name, so please forgive me friends out there. Uh, Mel Rodriguez. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Mel Rodriguez. That's awesome. Yeah. He's definitely... I didn't know his work really before this yeah. series, and I really liked him, and there was an element to Todd up until this point that he was kind of one note, or he's really playing one thing, so this gives him an opportunity to go somewhere else as a performer and a character, and I, I think that's super important. It's just super hard to watch. Poor Todd. Yeah, it
0: it's really It's like Phil's is. buddy.
1: And then Phil being the sort of selfish, maybe narcissistic guy that he is. Like it's, he can't be there for him in any way. It quickly becomes about him getting locked up in his head about what he has going on. He's got to change the sign so that nothing bad happens to him. He even says to Todd, like, Hey man, look at me. I got all this cool stuff going on. You can't, you don't see me freaking out. Right. And then his face turns, which is just incredible. (laughs) A uh, physical co- comedic moment for yeah. Forte in that car that was like under a a second and a half. You know, it was just like <laughs> such a quick little little yeah. facial turn that was just um, yeah. He he does a good job of turning the crazy comedy switch on. Yeah, in in a way that's that's cool.
0: Yeah, and I love the way that this episode really sets the stage for the next one and Mm -hmm. you know, as we can kind of surmise the really culmination of the season, right? There's only one more 21 minute episode to follow these. So it sets the stage in a way that I think at the time we don't know yet what's coming, but what it's doing is basically like, as this world is built around Phil initially, we see him trying to cope with like the introduction of these dynamics of there's one woman, now there's two and he chose the wrong one. He feels like, right. Whatever yeah. he's grappling with in, in that. And then Todd shows up some freaking fat dude is the name of the episode. Right. Like and he's so <laughs> mean to him. He's so mean to him for so long. And then uh, you can't trust the fats. <laughs> so mean and just, you know, vitriolic and, um, and they really like, you know, they're great at misdirects. You've said this before. (laughs) Um, and in nine, they really have us thinking there might be like some harmony to some degree returning to their little community. Maybe Phil is going to get out from under this. It was a prank. It was a prank. Yeah. I wasn't going to skinny dip. I wasn't going to have sex with them. Um, and yeah, it's a total misdirect. But in a lot of 10, the quicksand begins to kind of appear beneath them before the real storm hits, right? And, yeah. And what I like
1: about with Todd specifically, it's yeah. related to him and his personal history and his person and his choice. Like, yeah. it has, there's no exterior thing that makes him mess up that in in intent, right? When he when he genuinely has fallen in love with Melissa, wants to wants to tell her and wants the love to be reciprocated as anyone would, right? And then he doesn't get it and then falls into whatever is going on with him historically. You know, so he he's mentioned he's alluded a number of times to this is the greatest time of my life before no one recognized me no one saw value in me now i'm being validated there's someone that likes me yeah you know i'm with you know i feel like i belong here so he it's it's interesting whereas everyone is like made to cope with this new reality for todd i feel like it's always been this gift or release or ascendance to something better for him mm-hmm even like the introduction of him in the fast car with the gloves and like
0: yeah
1: it's like he assumed a new identity that wasn't bad versus phil who kind of just went off the deep end really yeah and so to see it unravel for him is kind of heartbreaking and then in the way it does cuz it's a personal heartbreak and then it then it gets to another level in <laughs> in 11 and he goes to another place with it and yeah and it's a turnoff right it's it like where he goes
0: yeah and i think not, it's yeah, not really. who he is it's where he
1: goes with himself and his behavior
0: exactly and i think that you know that moment you pointed out um where melissa does not say i love you back right that that's like the first first jenga tile right hmm. and then yeah, the collapse is <laughs> when he gives the ultimatum, right, in 11. So. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask you about that,
1: too. I was trying to remember the dialogue there where he cuts her off. I know what you're going to say, and let me just say this is over. And she's like, well, that's not what I was going to say.
0: Oh, yeah, no, actually, um, that, of course, is when... Uh, they break up, but yeah. uh, the ultimatum I meant when um, Todd like comes in, in 11 and now we're getting into 11. Um, right. Todd comes in and is like, you can't hang out with him. So um, oh. yeah. So to get us, right. you know, there uh, I love, yeah, I think you know, we're, I think
1: we're almost there. The only, yeah. The only parts we didn't sort of touch on her that I wanted to say was just sort of how funny Mary Steenburgen is. And, and that, sort of sequence of her wanting to that him setting up these dates you know and just her being so direct (laughs) and then um, the other character wanting it to be like a hike you know like I just I like how specific everybody is it adds to the comedy
0: yeah for sure for sure so we end 10 in a about the most Phil being Phil way he's gotten himself stuck on a billboard (laughs) because (laughs) he crossed out alive in Tucson Spray painted moved to Tampa, his ladder fell. Um, <laughs> which is a funny, it's just funny. It's just funny. Ta- and,
1: yeah, Tampa's just a funny word.
0: Tampa <laughs> and um uh, just the physical comedy. They have, you know, he's still got the leftover perm, right? And yeah. then somehow he's like taking off his pants to make a shade structure and then loses them. And, you know, why he doesn't just like leave his clothes covering the majority of his body yeah. and just kind of uh, figure out that there's a ladder on the back we don't know but he's Phil being Phil and so he passes out right so does the ladder
1: on the back is that like a built-in ladder that just goes straight down the back of that
0: structure <laughs> right yeah <laughs> which is like how they actually service it and change it yeah um, yeah, yeah. And so that's a great little thing that leaks later um so he he passes right. out right and um when he gets... You know, rescued. We find out uh, as we enter eleven. There's a uh, a search party brewing for Phil because he's missing. But all of a sudden, this truck shows up and new Phil, new um, character, new character, uh, who happens to be named Phil <laughs>
1: Miller. <laughs> Phil Miller. Uh, and yeah, that was so. In the course of this episode, a lot. Gets taken away from Phil. He loses his name, his presidency of the United States of America gets voted away from him later. His inroads to this new single life, like, um, and, his ex-wife. Of, and his ex wife, and his ex wife, yes, at the <laughs> very end, ultimately, which was probably the best misdirect of the entire series, and I, I found um, eleven, excuse me, I found eleven to be super interesting because. This new character, the new Phil, was really a mystery, and you're sort of, what's up with this guy? And for a while, I, for most of the episode, I actually thought he was gay. I thought that was going to be the twist.
0: Mm. Yeah, there's something and, brewing, right? There's some. Sort yeah, because
1: he just wasn't that sort of interested in anyone, and then, then it slowly gets revealed again in a way that's not too obvious that he's like attracted to Carol, but more just appreciates her and digs her and connects with her right totally. so i still wasn't sure where it was going and then to lead up to that final scene where they're together and he's so into her bedroom kinks <laughs> and the talkback that was like such a turn-off for phil is such a the old phil was such a turn-on for the new phil <laughs> and that sequence of everyone hearing it the girl the the ladies giving her her due with it. Well played, Carol. Well played.
0: Well January played Jones Carol. and Lissa's,
1: like, smile, like, recognizing it, yeah. to then Phil, or Tandy. <laughs> well <Now. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. <That's> now been... <laughs> Tandy, Tandy and Todd are on the couch in this, they can't in sleep. this crazed, evil, sort of yeah, uh, desperate vibe and and but yeah tandy it's amazing too
0: that uh that last that final you know scene of them at the end of 11 sitting on the couch you know can't sleep they have been slowly changing phil original phil's physical appearance right um Mm. through the perm through various things and then of course he gets really badly sunburned Passing out on the billboard, so he's just like horribly burnt in that like scene where he tries to like go uh, cash Roll in on sex yeah. with Mary Steenburgen, and that
1: was so uh, gross. He looks so he looked so, looks so like horribly disfigured, so awful.
0: <laughs> and Todd, like the Todd physical change is so much more subtle, but so good too, so brilliant. Like he stops shaving his hair. Which is already short, right? Because he's slightly balding. It's like so subtle, actually, what they do to Todd physically, and then, of course, they go all in when he sort of Phil approaches him in the cow pen, and he's just covered in hay and <laughs> filthy. But initially, yeah, it's and like scratching his hair. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, there's, a, lo- the yeah, there's a lot. He's like strung out. He's right? strung and, out, kind of. Yeah, but yeah, that the vision of the two of them. Right, So as you were saying, they like go through with the women just being like, wow, it's kind of game-recognized game, like, yeah. oh, Carol, <laughs> damn, right? And then it shows the two of them and they just look awful. And I think what, what happens in Eleven and what Ten was setting up and what this is introduced is there's now an actual alpha in their tiny community absolutely and he's everything that this community needs in the knowledge
1: ability everything. yeah generosity him creating a shower so for me, into to that which i think in and of itself is it's something that we should talk about this new phil and everything mm-hmm. he brings and his willingness to actually like create a bond with Ophel or tandy or even just the way he adopts calling him Tandy is actually really funny. So Tandy, <laughs> like, it's like, it's like, it's like their teammates kind of, it's really, it's really interesting. It is. And, um, so, but getting back to when Phil returns sort of, sort of into 11 a little bit and Todd approaches him and this is after the farm, the cow scene and mm. after he's already peaked strung out Yeah. And he's like, he had sex with all, all of them <laughs> right but they were really showering yeah. but what was cool about that sequence is we weren't sure watching it if it was one of phil's dreams
0: mm. like
1: that's how that's how crazy todd was in right. that moment and where he had gone to yeah he's like he had sex with all of them <laughs> and it was like dun, dun, dun. like and then it had like a commercial break or something so we were like was he dreaming that and then So his realization that everyone had actually taken a shower and it's sort of, it's, it's an interesting thing. I think it's
0: separate showers, one person at a time.
1: Yeah. Each individually showering on their own. Yeah. (laughs) I think it speaks to this destruction of the male ego, you know? And when you, when you said, you know, like a real alpha showed up, it's sort of like every man's knowledge, knowledge, or identification as an alpha male, and the deconstruction of that for whatever reason, like the shattering of the male ego. Yeah, and it go- and it's it's weird. It's psychological. It's scary. I mean, for me, that final moment with him and Todd, really because of Todd, was like kind of scary mm. <laughs> in a <laughs> sense. And this is in a, in I think in its essence a black comedy. Mm. You know, it's not a happy. This isn't. Dick Van Dyke coming home and tripping over the ottoman. This is like everyone <laughs> in the world has died, and <laughs> these are the only people that have survived. And right, but but it's a comedy, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think that's you know we touched on that really early on talking about this and how it is a counterpoint in you know tone and you know genre to the like wave and wave of continued post apocalyptic. Takes Right. This is such a comedic tone. And yeah, like you're saying, though, it is dark and it's not just dark because of it's post, you know, because it's post apocalyptic. Right. Like we don't actually in this first season, we don't see any evidence of or, you know, Like, there's nothing dark about the scene. Everything that happened has happened, right? We are post-apocalyptic. And though there's no, like, animals, right? That's one weird thing. There's no animals. But the landscape doesn't look destroyed. Of course, it was a pandemic, so why would it? But you never know what happens in the end, right? So the landscape doesn't look destroyed. There aren't dead bodies strewn about. Like There isn't this, like, desolate... Uh, you know, vision of the earth, the earth looks the same, there's just no people alive, right? But yeah, the darkness comes from the characters and the human psyche, basically. And mm. so, this final scene and the physical visage of these two characters, and what we've seen from Todd, this spiral, which we all, I think, to some degree, can identify with when you can't stop yourself from spiraling into your own doubt and despair yeah. and your own yeah. lifetime of you know, rejection lifetime of feeling inadequate all those things you were talking about in Todd's history that's sort of coming up and we sort of surfacing. know surfacing yeah. and he can't stop and it's so painful and there's those, you know couple moments we referenced the one where he comes in tries to give January Jones the ultimatum. You can't hang out with him, right? Cause she's on the back of the garbage truck having so much fun. And then right. he's so like that isn't isn't that the
1: same scene where they break up though? He's standing in the threshold of the door and he's like, I'm just gonna say that. And she and then that and then it sort of leads her to be like, well, you know what, Todd? I think and he's like, No, I know where this is going. And then it breaks up. But I was just curious oh, is that the same scene? I think so. And I was curious yeah. if you recall what her actual dialogue was in that moment because I was trying to figure out like what she was gonna say. If it was like, you know what, Todd, you need to take a minute to just, you know,
0: right, figure right. out what's going
1: on with you right now because this isn't who I know. You know what I mean? Like, because he was like, I know where you're going, this and you're, but yes. let me beat you to the punch. It's over. And she's like, well, that's not what I was gonna say, but okay, it's over. And it
0: totally, yeah. <laughs> initially, um, because Melissa's not actually. Uh, you know, falling for other Phil or um, wanting to break up with Todd. I think initially her reaction is just kind of like, What do you mean? Right? Like, so he's so sure that she wants to leave him for other Phil, right? Um, yeah. that he comes in, you know, just like, You can't hang out with him. And she's like, She's just like, What do you mean? Like, why? What? You know, she's just kind of like, "What? What do you mean, right? And then he just keeps going, right? Yeah. And I forget exactly what she says, but, yeah, she says something that leads him to believe she's about to break up with him, right? So she says something like, um, something like. Something like, you know what,
1: Todd, maybe we should, like, it was about to be like, maybe we should take a break. I think that's where, or break up. And that's where Todd sort of took it.
0: Right, except she says very clearly that's what, when he breaks up with her. That's not what I was yeah. going to say. So I think, yeah. I think from that we can maybe interpret that she was going to say like, "Hey, I think we need to talk a little bit more about this Your relationship, feelings, right? yeah, totally. and where we're at and the progression." You know, I think she just wants to have a frank conversation of like where she's at, where he's at. Like, I really like you and want to be with you, and we need to figure out how this can work because she's already said like, I don't say I love you light. Like I don't take that lightly. And I mean, yeah, she's so we know been, she's
1: been hurt before, right? The, we know sure. she's been
0: hurt before. And then remember, yeah. like this is a couple weeks. Like they don't, she doesn't actually know him. Like she's being super sure. reasonable. Now I do think she is very flirty with new Phil. Right. And yeah. you know, like the habitat for humanity, like there's Todd isn't, making up everything, right? So there is sort of this, there is some truth, and it's like somewhere in between their experiences. But Todd is clearly his own undoing in these moments. And that, yeah, that moment of him just being like, you know what, I break up with you, right? And then her being like, oh, that's not what I was going to say is... For me, kind of the culmination of that, right? Tragic. Uh, tragic for
1: Todd. Yeah, tragic, tragic Todd
0: moment. Really sad. And that and sends him
1: over the edge. If there was a way for him to kind of get out of his funk, it would have been in that moment. And it goes totally the other direction.
0: Yeah. And then that final scene, I think, is for me, it's just continued sadness. Um, mm. And I. Um, yeah, I feel like as the show often does, you know, we're we're on a roller coaster constantly, right? So, um, you know, wherever it goes next, um, it will be you know, continuing these characters development. Duff. Yeah, no, and and, and, I, if,
1: and what I do know from watching this show so far is I have no idea where it's going
0: to go next where I think
1: it might go is not going to be where it's going to go in the finale exactly. but maybe we need to just spend a minute talking or two talking about uh, new Phil and him showing up and this um, I found the scene just to kind of highlight a couple scenes but I found the scene where all the ladies were trying to get him to live with them and then Phil's like, "No, come on to my place. We'll bro it out, bro it out. Let me get. Oh, we got a real Sophie's choice here. Let me add a Sophie's choice. We <laughs> bro, and and there's like I stopped kind of questioning this show on multiple levels, and there was actually a moment in this episode that made me realize it's a a futile effort because this is just a comedy, and there's no real. It, they're not trying to be realistic. They're not like." They sort of set up this premise, and they're pretty loose with it. And one is there was a sort of a production flaw with the cow. I don't know if you caught this, but, like, so the cow was stuck up in the bedroom, right? And and the new Phil solves that problem, really tearing down Todd's reality of (laughs) his ability to help or what he's brought to the table in regards to the cow, which was a lot, you know, and it was worthy. But there previously to this in episodes, the cow was downstairs, and it like when he would come in for coffee, and there was that everyone was ignoring him, right? In in that episode, yeah, the cow was there, and I thought, oh, okay, they got the cow downstairs somehow, like no big deal. But that clearly was just a miss in the <laughs> because the cow all of a sudden was upstairs, and they wanted to show New Phil, they want to show his ability to solve problems and knowledge of doing things. So they they felt like that was, and that was a great way and it wasn't that big of a deal, but it, it it's just yeah. allowed me to kind of like suspend my disbelief around a lot of things in this series
0: because yeah. and I think had if to kind of
1: do a quick fix there with the cow.
0: Yeah, and I think if you're um paying super close attention, you know, there's certainly things here and there that would just suspend disbelief uh, on and like where is that room that they have coffee in um, I think as much as like the cow may have moved that room maybe like we're supposed to at some point believe it's upstairs cause the ca- you know so I don't yeah. like if we went back we could find just like oh yeah right that's right the cow's like been up and downstairs cause now we've established where each room is and the room that uh, it's found in But there's certainly, we're still holding the belief that cows can't go downstairs, right? Right. And so, yeah, despite some maybe inconsistencies in (laughs) the floors of the house and where that cow has been since that was proclaimed.
1: Yeah, it was sort of like adjacent to the kitchen in that room. That was the only thing that made me think it was sort of had gotten downstairs. Right. It just wasn't talked about.
0: Yeah. And I think you're right, but I think there is also some like, stuff's a little hazy i also since we're talking about it i think it's really funny that they have these communal areas like Mm -hmm. no one's talked about it but there's the coffee room and it's not clear whose house it is it's like maybe just another communal house like it's there's a coffee room and there's always coffee but no one makes it
1: (laughs) right and and i guess you just assume that it was carol's house because that's where the cow was but it wouldn't necessarily have to be Carol's house. Nope. Because That's a good point. When yeah.
0: Tandy goes into Carol's house through the broken door and then fixed door, like it's not. He doesn't enter into the coffee room. So it's it's all <laughs> yeah. a little yeah. It's all a little loosey. Uh, you just actually. you threw my
1: mind for in another loop there that made interesting sense. It's just there is some. Yeah, whether maybe in their mind it's like, okay, there's some wing of the upstairs of Carol's house that is the coffee area that we're creating. I mean, right? like
0: it could be. Yeah. It yeah. could <laughs> be. But it's very unclear and it also and we you know, we won't talk about this too long, but it is funny. What I think is uh funny is that in a way I feel like they just don't even care that much about this stuff. Yeah. But what I think is funny is like despite you know initially not having electricity running water like all these things that they slowly figure out workarounds and stuff um but yeah that initial reality is like no working anything right no modern uh anything in a way and of course that precipitates the toilet pool and many funny things but now we're in this reality where they just like every morning like you just show up at the coffee room and there's like coffee how is like how is that getting made and you know how is it just like oh interesting
1: yeah there's a generator that's doing this i mean like they just sort of kind of create the situation where they do (laughs) okay this happens because someone did this and then but we that's like it's almost when
0: yeah so we don't even know ted
1: excellent adventure where they play with like time travel and they're like solving their own problems (laughs) like just by talking about it
0: And I also think what's funny is, like, we've got uh, the coffee room and the outdoor couch, uh, Mm. you know, dry erase board, outdoor communal area. So there's these two communal areas, and yet it's not exactly clear exactly where they are. They're in this communal cul-de-sac, obviously, but there's also this sense of, like, outside of writing on the dry erase board, we never see anyone create these, set them up, maintain them, make the coffee, clean up the, you know, we just never see any of that. But in a way, we need these because what half-hour network comedy doesn't have these communal spaces from Seinfeld to Friends? Good point.
1: Good point. Yeah.
0: And so it really occurred to me over these, like, wow, we have just like these communal spaces and then other spaces, right? People's houses where the cow lives, like we have these, a few other spaces, but really like the communal spaces are these, you know, sort of funny little areas that just have sprung up and now, um, absolutely magically. Yeah, Phil,
1: yeah. And Phil has this bar where he talks to his balls. So it's just his sanctuary that he's hey. just had a few people come to, but I, that that's an excellent point. I'm glad we kind of just covered that because it was an element to that, that I was, I guess not understanding, but then kind of being like, I guess it's okay. I'm not supposed to understand this, you know? And I think the, when you talk about establishing the new Phil as the alpha of the community, that cow scene did it just excellently. This is how you establish dominance over another animal. You, yeah, you have a big voice and you give it a slap, they'll do whatever you want. And it's just sort of like, oh, and it really defined. Phil and Todd as, or Tandy and Todd as, <laughs> as, as survivors, right? Like as, as people that are just living. And then the new Phil is like a helper and then he's, and he's going to clean out the garbage pool and he's got his fix, his creation of the shower. And in a lot of ways, like when, when old Phil and Todd are, are that far gone at the end of this episode on the couch at the end, I was like, man, they could have used a hot shower, too.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. once
1: once the realization that the ladies were just there showering, it's like both, both Phil and Todd should have just gone in, taken a hot shower, gotten something to drink, and, like, sat down. You know, everyone needs to just a little care right now. Yeah. And uh the men... I know that I get locked up in I things, thoughts that I can't control, this lack of control. And I just think in that kind of a scenario where you've suffered that kind of a psychological trauma or worldly event that's beyond your control, that's the one thing that makes it kind of tolerable in a sense of watching a character shoot themselves in the foot. Mm-hmm. Under these circumstances, I feel like more inclined to hang with it and see where it goes than I would if it was just like neighbor comedy and couples, you know, messing up dinner and reservations. Like, it's like this has higher stakes and it's more fun to watch.
0: Indeed. Yeah. And I think it's great, too, the way they set up this final, you know, moment of Tandy and Todd, (laughs) by the way, (laughs) I freaking love... (laughs) It's been so hard for me not to call him Tandy on the podcast. I'm so glad we can call him Tandy now. Oh, nice. Just just such an amazing uh, middle name. But what I wanted to point out is just, uh, you know, as we get to this end, we've talked a lot about uh, Phil, now Tandy's journey and uh, his arc through the whole series. And now in these two, Todd's just rapid spiral. And as we have this final moment and what do they what is what do they even say like he needs to die like, like it's sinister. Uh, we right? need to, we need to kill this guy. We need to kill this guy, right Yeah, no, it's murder, it's very sinister intentional. It's very yeah. yeah, and it's of course we know Idiot. everything is somewhat of a misdirect, so we yeah we can't. I mean, like, what makes it
1: what makes it scarier is Todd being like I'm on board with that like his his right. his thing because of how grateful and cool and intentional and just sort of chill he's been. Yeah. You know, have him sort of, end like we're talking about arcs of character arcs and mini arcs within this first season, this is a dire play season. So yes. Yeah, so for me, I go on the ride in these little mini arcs and I think, man, they're going to, they're going to murder this guy now. And now I know better. I don't really expect that to happen, but again, I don't, Kind of know they've sort of got me on the hook here. Yeah, where I'm, where I'm, I'm just guessing. Like I just have no idea what's gonna happen.
0: For sure, yeah. What I wanted to point out though is um, Tandy's arc to this place is very different, and whereas Todd, through all of ten and eleven, is just in a downward spiral and cannot escape, and we are just watching this tragedy. Phil is the opposite, actually, right? Because as deep as he gets into hating or feeling like he hates New Phil, he's flipped around every time. And the moment, yeah, especially, yeah, especially, directly the episode preceding when he, the end,
1: he's yeah, when he does the farming, the whole like jalapeno. <laughs> well beyond that
0: like because yeah. he's gotten Phil's approval he's right. literally leading up to that fi- those final moments he's walking around he knows he knows he's talking about how like um, he just you know is a new oh, yeah. skunk in town but he knows that I spray like he's in his you know Phil t- now Tandy mind convincing <laughs> himself that he's actually now on the level of New Phil. He's established his alphaness. And then, of course, here's New Phil and Carol having sex, right? So Uh, it's till the moment preceding that final scene of him and Todd on the couch that he's actually... He has a big man crush on New Phil for a while too, right? Like, he's, yeah, that, his he's, journey to yeah. that moment is very different than Todd's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the whole opposite. shower
1: and looking at him and being like, uh, <laughs> and that threw me for a loop. But that sequence of him, him doing that kind of hemmin and and pumping himself up and talking to the balls at the bar as New Todd was going over to Carol's, like the kind of intercut. New Phil. Leading up. Sorry, I said New Todd. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Newfell would <laughs> be too confusing if there was another <laughs> new Todd, but I, I I liked that cinematically how they were as he was on this journey of being like he knows yeah I'm the I'm the guy to be respected and you know da, da, da. and then it's like he's just showing up and that's all starting and and that leads to him on the couch just hearing it yeah. which was um, really great It was just crafted very well and I and I, again. This show is full of surprises. (laughs)
0: It's a
1: real Shawshank Redemption.
0: (laughs) It certainly (laughs) is. Yeah, and uh, the culmination of all of the surprises and redirects um, around these characters and the sort of archetypes and roles. We've talked a lot about Tandy's inability to actually sleep with. He's now, you know, he had a chance to sleep with every single one of these women. Uh, Exactly. He's over
1: three. He struck out literally.
0: (laughs) He's just, yeah, he's, well, there was Carol, of course, but, uh, I wasn't counting her. That's yeah, one for four, but yeah, now, and of course that was before there were other men and now he's just, yeah, he's unable to, uh, as we talked about last time to live up to, the mantle of last man on earth, actually, and uh, of somehow having this moment to unify everyone, and now in the face of this true alpha, uh, it's just amazing what they do with you know Carol, and as she's going over to bring him the pie, and is in you know this white low cut dress. Oh yeah, uh, he's super jealous and. They've not only turned, you know, everything on its head for us, but they just have Phil, you know, spinning. And that's what we see at the end here. And I think, you know, it's fascinating what they're able to do, even though we kind of know these misdirects and surprises yeah. are gonna happen. Like it's still, you just can't know where they're gonna go. And I feel like yeah. they've done that so well and that is something that's essential to this uh, is the yeah. sort of surprises and Mister X and fun. And so, yeah, we really, with one episode left, we really would be silly to think we know what's happening. Unless, of course, you've seen it Ex- before. <laughs> exactly. So please,
1: every all our friends at home, make sure you watch the season one finale of Last Man on Earth. Yes. We're going to return right here to this podcast feed, and hopefully we're going to get some special friends back Ooh. to join us to close out this wonderful show
0: that Eli chose, and then I will have to choose our next show. Ooh. be big pressure if we get some special friends back. Steve might be reading his show to three of us.
1: <laughs> yeah, there might be a lot of eyes on it, so the spotlight will be on and I will have to embrace that and do my
0: best. We will just like we embrace all of our friends listening all over the world. Shout out to our friends in Norway and the UK shout out to our friends all over the world. Thank you for listening. It's been another fun episode of shows with friends and we'll be back next time. Steve, that is for sure because this podcast don't stop.
1: I will be here. Thank you, friends. Bye-bye.
0: Hello, friends, and thanks for listening. We just wanted to take a quick moment and let you know that we are really excited to be a part of a growing podcast network. It's called Connected Podcasts. And there are many other great shows on the network that we think you are going to enjoy. That's Connected, C-O-N-N-E-C-T-D, podcasts.com. Thanks for listening.